Hello, welcome to uh, Ronnie Barber, our off-kilter, live from the gated community on the day that the new king, Prime Minister, has been crowned. Liz Truss, she had a bit of a smirk on today. She was up at the lectern. Oh, by the way, Liz Truss got her own lectern, then Rishi, two pools, he got his own lectern too. There was two lecterns. I wish I'd taken out the shares in the lectern world. Anyway, we've got a new King Prime Minister, uh, Rishi Sunak, uh, who will be in charge of correcting the mistakes that the previous government made. <clears throat> I'll leave that with you, let that just sink in for a bit. Um, the sad news, everybody, is that, uh, unfortunately, Rees Mogg has resigned. Uh, he did call Rishi Sunak a socialist, how dare he? And then said, he, he previously said he could never serve in a Sunak cabinet uh, because uh, you know, of what he did to Boris Johnson. So he's resigned. So uh, bless him, he's gone. Poor he's back. You'll have to go and lie on the back benches. Sanguine. Sanguine? No, anyway, lying in the back benches. Uh, so that. Oh, uh, but the other news is that uh, this is very, very exciting as well. Is uh, uh, What's his name? The name of the guy, the American guy? Oh, Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden. He's uh, He was very pleased to hear that uh, Prime Minister Sunak has got involved, though he didn't check on the pronunciation. ...in the life of a democracy, whether here in America or for the families back in India, marking 75 years of independence. And whether it's the United Kingdom or just today, we've got news... Rashid Sanuk is now the Prime Minister. As my brother would say, go figure. And the Conservative Party expected to become the Prime Minister, I think, tomorrow when he goes to see the King. Pretty astounding. A groundbreaking milestone, and it matters. It matters. It does matter, and so does pronunciation, uh, Joe. Um... Uh, he called him Rishi Sunuk. Sanuk. It's Rishi Sanuk. No, it's Rishi Tupul Sanuk. 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 Anyway, uh, just a wee thing. Uh, we don't want to start off on the bad foot and Joe, so get the pronunciation right. Uh, the theme for today, musical theme for today's uh, show, is songs that are associated with a particular film. First up, this one associated... What was it? Uh, the, this one was associated with... Where is it? Where is it? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Pulp Fiction. It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished them well. You could see that Pierre did truly love the mademoiselle. And now the young monsieur and madame have rung the chapel bell. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks, it goes to show you never can tell. Finished off an apartment with a two-room robot sale. The coolerator was crammed with TV dinners and ginger ale. But when Pierre found work, the little money coming worked out well. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. The culture show you never can tell. Little records, all rock, rhythm, and jazz. 
tempo of the music fell. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. They bought a souped up chitney, was a cherry red 53. And drove it down to Orleans to celebrate the anniversary. It was there where Pierre was waiting to the lovely mademoiselle. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. Yeah, so today's theme is uh, tunes associated with uh, films, but not theme tunes, uh, not themes of films, but uh, so that, that was a famous dance scene with Uma, Uma, Uma uh, Thurman and, uh, and uh, John Travolta, you remember that one? Good film, by the way. Um, uh, don't forget as well, coming up, we've got Show Bollocks News. Uh, I have a look at some news uh, from the Show Bollocks world and you have to decide whether you think it's news or not. There's no competition involved here. Uh, yesterday, I was talking, wasn't I, on the Off Kilter podcast about Martin Croxall. Now, Martin Croxall, BBC uh, presenter, news presenter, and very good, right? I very often watch her when she's doing the afternoon shift. But the BBC are urgently reviewing newsreaders' gleeful reaction. Remember, I said she was too gleeful. They didn't like it. So uh, the Daily Mail people go... <laughs> Uh, because Boris Johnson had just resigned a couple of hours before, and they're all saying that that's why she was gleeful. But I think she was just excited about, you know, doing the newspaper. So it was a newspaper review. Uh, BBC Ardent reviewing newsreaders' gleeful reaction after Boris Johnson's withdrawal from the Tory leadership race. Remember Boris Johnson? You remember? Yeah. Uh, broadcaster was accused of bias. Uh, so the BBC has said it's urgently reviewing comments made on air by newsreader Martin Croxall following, following Boris Johnson's exit as the Tory, Tory leadership thing. And they've taken, I think they've taken her off air. What a load of, bo- what, in there? The presenter was accused of breaching the broadcaster's strict impartiality rules after she asked, if she was asked, if she was allowed to be gleeful uh, during, she did ask, to be fair. She didn't just go, I'm gleeful. She go, is it all right to be this gleeful? Uh, during Sunday evening's uh, newspaper review on the BBC News Channel, which uh, came shortly after the, the Johnson went, uh, he, he pulled out because of the reclaiming his old job. Well, this is very exciting, she said. Am I allowed to be this gleeful? Well, I am. And the first question to her guest, uh, Croxall remarked, "Can we even show you the front? We can't. Can we even show you the front pages yet? Have they arrived? No, they haven't arrived." She was excited. It's all a little bit, you know, lastminute.com. And, and she might have been, that might be an overstep that you can't 
you know, you can't say anything about uh, companies. So you might be in a bit of trouble for that. Because all the front pages were probably out of date by the time we received them. Now, that's why she was excited. The news had changed. Uh, Crocs also suggested during the programme that her comments could have breached BBC guidelines. Oh, bollocks. Oh, you should have done that, Martin. Don't admit it. No, never. Deny. Deny. Responding to the guest joke, uh, guest joke aimed at uh, Johnson, she said, I shouldn't probably laugh. I'm probably breaking some terrible uh, due in Terrible due impartiality rule by giggling. Oh, she giggled as well. Jesus, this is just getting worse. Martin, what have you done? Her comments, which aired uh, around 90 minutes before Johnson, after Johnson's announcement, attracted criticism from some viewers and Tory MP, oh dear God, Nadine Dorries on social media claiming they displayed bias. Here's what Nadine said on a tweet. The BBC is a public service broadcaster paid for by the general public who overwhelmingly voted for a Conservative government. This lack of impartiality de demonstrates how deep-seated the bias is. If you're talking about bias in the BBC, I think you'll find there's other people you should be looking at. Nadine, is that you? A statement from the broadcaster said, BBC News is urgently reviewing last night's edition of the papers on the news channel for a potential breach of impartiality. It's imperative that we maintain the highest editorial standards. We have processes in place to uphold our standards and these processes have been activated. They're like they press a big red button and go... Check, she's not... <clears throat> you have to check, she's not done the wrong thing. She's been activated. Martin has been taken off air for an undefined period, although the BBC had not officially confirmed this. Uh, the other one is uh, Christian uh, Thingy uh, from Channel 4, because uh, he called uh, Steve uh, Baker a uh, hmm. He called him um, a Jeremy Hunt. He called him a Jeremy Hunt. And I think he's still off, because you can't do it. Seriously, kids, if you're thinking about a career in broadcasting, you can't swear like that about people. And you must be impartial. We shall watch the story with interest. We want to keep Maxine, Maxine on the telly. She's too good. But she did giggle at the wrong place. Right, next tune up, Unchained Melody, uh, associated with the film Ghost. Oh 
Yeah, that's the famous one from it was a pottery scene. Remember the pottery scene? Uh, is it Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore? Demi Moore, uh, where they're actually uh, they're going, you know, making pottery, making uh, little pots, and uh, and then that music and they're doing the whole thing and it's very seductive. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend doing that if you go to a pottery class though. You know, don't try that with your teacher at home. Uh, coming up, I've got the show bollocks news uh, coming up as well. But uh, let's talk about Vladimir Putin for a second. Uh, you know that uh, we have been concerned on the Off Kilter podcast uh, about his health. Well, another picture has emerged. Whether it's... Uh, we're just worried that maybe there's more to it. Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin, seen with IV track, IV track marks. All right? That's not a group. On hand amid rumours he has cancer. Footage released by the Russian Ministry of Defence shows Vladimir Putin, hold Putin, Putin holding onto a soldier's arm with a blemish similar to IV tracks uh, seen on his right hand. Putin appears to have an IV tracks on the back of hand, which is reigniting rumours that he's battling cancer. The man's no well. But I, I don't know if it's physical or mental. The Russian president has uh, spotted having these marks in his right hand in a recent propaganda movie, a uh, film movie, video. In the clip released by the Russian Ministry of Defence, he's seen grasping a soldier's arm while visiting a boot camp in the Ryazan region. The mysterious blemish is clearly seen on the Kremlin's leader's hand in the screenshots taken from the video, tweeted by Kiev uh, Post journalist uh, Jason J. Smart. Kiev. It's not Kiev, it's Kiev. Just remember that, proper pronunciation, everything. Uh, referring to Putin's health in capital letters, the journalist goes on to suggest the Kremlin has been trying to cover up the marks. Uh, videos released by the government news show that could be uh, tra track marks from IVs on the hand of Putin. The thing is, they're round at the back of the hand. Now, I'm no, de I'm no doctor, let me just say that. I I'm no doctor, though I was a medic. But I never shoved any needles into anybody. Well, not that they were new anyway. Uh, for the same event, the Kremlin released two videos, one with tons of watermarks, making the hand hard to see, the other without any shot of his hole as a conspiracy, without any shot of his hand. Oh, Putin, he's 70. Inspected the training ground in Western Russia, where he put a show of apparent strength by firing a sniper rifle at a tar target. Well, that's, I don't know about you, but whenever I want to show, show strength, like if I go into a really rough pub in Glasgow, I like to take a sniper gun in with me and just pop it off, usually at um, the dartboard, just to let them know who the score is. Now, you mess with me, I'm a sniper. He was taken on a tour of the living quarters, observed new conscripts carrying out combat exercises and asked if they had any concerns. The video was shared by his vets. vets. Oh, by the way, I should have just said, this is the news that you don't need to know, but I'm telling you anyway, okay? The video was shared by Vedzda, who's a Russian state-owned state-owned nationwide TV channel run by the Russian Ministry of Defence. Yeah, the Ministry of Defence get their own TV shows in Russia. I think ours should get them as well. It'd be good, wouldn't it? It'd be like, uh, what would we get? Tanks for the Memory, which is a, a show all about people who used to drive tanks and their memories of it. Uh, you've got, oh, you've got, you've got SAS thingy already, He Who Dares uh, uh, Wins. Um, well, that's also a quiz show. Uh, it's not been confirmed whether the marks in Putin's hand resulted from intravenous treatment. Uh, the mark could just be a weird angle of bulgy veins. Oh, bulgy veins, they were a band. Hey, saw them, Glasgow Apollo. Ladies and gentlemen, bulgy veins. 
I'll just put that down for the notes at the end of the show. <laughs> Bulgy fiends. Bulgy fiends. Anyway, uh, according to another theory suggested by Tom Warner, but the uh, former Ukraine correspondent, correspondent also highlighted Putin's puffy face and hands, which he put down to long-term steroid use without evidence. Other recent cancer rumours claim Putin is weakening and that his nuclear threats stem from the pains he is producing or he's uh, experiencing. So, as I said, let's just get him blooted. Just, well, maybe not. Uh, while separate videos have not shown the uh, Kremlin leader with a uh, hand and leg tremors, sparking theories he has Parkinson's disease. In his speech in Red Square, Putin says, We have become stronger because we are together. Truth is behind us. What? And truth is the strength which means victory. Victory will be... Well, hang on. Truth is behind us. Well, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Truth should be in front of you as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, can you just check the night? The next time you see Vladimir Putin, uh, make sure you check the back of his hand for any intravenous. Any nurses listening? Oh, by the way, you can email Ronnie at ronniebarber.co.uk. Any nurses listening? Is that where you usually put the IVs in, in the back of the hand? I thought it was in the... Anyway, I know they can go there, but is that what you would do? If you're a nurse, uh, Ronnie at ronniebarber.co.uk. Right, back to the tunas. Tunes today are uh, songs associated with films. This one is Easy Rider.
associated with films, not the themes. Uh, Easy Rider. That was the one when they were, uh, Dennis Hopper was going right across the desert with the... Uh, and uh, the bloke Fonda as well, whatever his first name is, has a gun across and, uh, and that uh, played out. Uh, this is uh, Ronnie Barber's Off Kilter, live from the Gator community uh, every day. Well, I'm not doing one tomorrow, having a day off tomorrow, because, well, it's, it's quite taxing doing all this. Though I don't get taxed, I should though perhaps. Um, but I'll do. I'll be back on Thursday, and now I've got plans for next week's tunage as well. Any themes you've got like that uh, themes you know, that I could use for the uh, the uh, music for the show, then uh, drop me an email, Ronnie at RonnieBarber.co.uk. Time now for Show Bollocks News. Show Bollocks News. Uh, yes, it's, uh, stories that are just. Complete bollocks. But there's one, actually, it's not so much. Uh, but this one definitely is. Uh, is Simon Cowell's £18 million home lacking the X factor? TV mogul rents out luxury house he decided not to move into after congested school run put him off living there. I don't know about you, uh, many times that's happened to me. I've been taking the boys and saying, well, I'm going to sell this house. It's too congested going to school run. Simon Cowell's £18 million home in Wimbledon has failed to sell, forcing him to rent out the mansion while he focuses on a new talent discovery venture with TikTok. Okay. Mind you, TikTok's pretty good. My daughter, uh, my granddaughter does. She's very funny on it. The music mogul, uh, 63, bought the seven-bedroom home for £15 million in 2019, but was never actually lived in the property. Despite having had it on the market since late uh, last year, the agents have failed to find a buyer, forcing the X Factor Suprema to rent out instead. It's a nightmare when you're trying to sell a house for 15 million, isn't it? Well, it's 18 million he wants. <sighs> Just know there's buyers around. I think it's to do with the last lot of uh, the, the taxes and everything. It was put in the market for 18 million with the state agent Fuller Gilbert following extensive renovations. Uh, to, to fit his ego. No, that's not, that's unkind, don't say that. Cal had been intended to set up home with his fiancée, Lauren Silverman, uh, at 45, and their son Eric, which is a lovely name, by the way, who's eight, and her son, uh, her son Adam. Their son, all right, so she's got a son, 16, from a previous marriage to businessman Andrew Silverman, so she still kept the name. It's thought that Britain's Got Talent Judd was wanted to send Eric to the £24,250 a year King's College School. Is that just a year? God, that should be a term. But a dummy remnant of the 40-mile trip to the prestigious school is said to have taken two hours on one occasion, which is believed to be one of the major factors in him deciding to remain in his current Holland Park residence instead. <clears throat> Sean Bullock's news. Uh, here is uh, the one, which I think is quite interesting. For several reasons. Snoop Dogg's professional joint roller reveals he smokes up to 150 marijuana blunts a day. A blunt's... A blunt, yeah, I, I don't know what the difference between a blunt and a spliff is. I've never taken drugs apart from paracetamol and night nurse. 
Night nurse was enough for me. Don't take night nurse during the day, kids. Snoop Dogg's professional joint roller has revealed the flamboyant American rapper smokes up to 150 marijuana blunts a day. The gin and juice star... Gin and juice... Is he the one that does Just Eat as well? Lives in California where recreational marijuana use is legal and has employed a full-time joint roller since 2016. The employee, known as Renegade, revealed on Kyle and Jackie O, which must be a programme, on Tuesday... Uh, she had rolled more than 450,000 joints for Snoop Dogg. For Snoop Dogg. I calculate over a 450,000. Uh, I do about half a pound a day, which is 75 to 150 joints, she told radio host Kylie Sanderlands and Jackie O. Henderson. Kyle said he once spent uh, time in California with Snoop. He told him he'd learned how to roll joints from a late hip-hop icon, Tupac Sugar. Tupac documentary about that, Tupac Sugar. He said, I'm going to teach you something Tupac taught me, and he showed me how to roll a blunt, Kyle explained. Education, isn't that? Education's really good. Earlier this year, Sophie Monk revealed she'd once recorded some songs with Snoop, which were never released after the rapper ghosted her. Oh, no. Nothing worse than the old ghosting. The singer-turned-TV host, uh, 42, told Fitzy and Whippa that Snoop whose real name is Calvin Brodus Jr., was supposed to uh, re perform rap verses on the tracks. And the pair met when Sophie played his fiancée in an MTV commercial that never aired. What is it? Just the Just Eat one? Okay. She said her tracks were never completed because the California girls rapper stopped replying to her mid-production. The songs were obviously very shit because... Oh, sorry. SH1T. Because I never heard from after that. She added that Snoop was a gentleman when they worked together and had a distinctive smell, which she described as maybe some incense. <laughs> well, there you go, everybody. Uh, so, listen, uh, how do I how do that? I thought it's interesting that he has got a he has got somebody who's uh, rolls his joints from his blunts for him. Uh, and so, if you're going to take marijuana, I, I don't know how much you, you you can charge to roll blunts from. But remember, kids. People who take marijuana are invariably a bit dull, right? I think Snoop's the exception, though. I don't imagine he'll, he'll want to talk much about affairs of the world. That was the... Show, the show bollocks news. One more uh, thing to do. Uh, here's the next song for you. Uh, this is uh, Casablanca. Uh, you must remember this. You must remember this A kiss is just a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things apply As time goes by And when two lovers woo They still say I love you on that you can rely No matter what the future brings As time goes by Moonlight and love songs Never out of date Hearts full of passion Jealousy and hate Woman need man, and man must have his mate that no one can deny. It's 
still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die The world will always welcome lovers As time by uh, songs associated with the films a very famous one Casablanca you're looking at you kid is that the one um, uh, right so I've got one song left for you uh, associated with the film don't forget you can drop me an email uh, anytime about the, uh, this or uh, if you get any themes uh, for the uh, music as well the themes for, uh, you know, tunes I could play associated with some for time now for stereo more scary stuff. Well, it's not really scary. Uh, which one will I go with? All right, Scott's photographer. Right, this is it. Scott's photographer snaps image of woman's face in a Cairngorms stream. So he's out there, he's taking films of things. Um, Beverly Thane was shocked when she noticed it. A Scottish snapped a spooky photo of what appears to be a woman's face in the middle of the stream in the Cairngorms. Beverly Thane, 64, has since shared the incredible image online. She's shocked to discover it while looking through her, her recently taken photographs. The Peterhead head based amateur photographer said she was out and about near the ski resort taking photos, as you do, on sun Sunday, the October 16th, and only discovered it when she sat down to look at what she'd taken on a laptop. When she pulled the image up, she spotted what appeared to be a serene-looking woman's face asleep on the rock stream. Doesn't look like that at all. This looks like a rock upside down. Anyway, um, further down. Speaking about the image, she said, when I looked up the image on the laptop, I was surprised to see what it looked like a woman's face looking right back at me. Beverly, who also works as a pupil support assistant, good on you, uh, took to Facebook to share the image on Scotland from the Roadside Group with people flocking to discuss the fascinating image, which seemed particularly intriguing considering how close it is to Halloween. Burr! Uh, Beverly explained, people online have been fascinated with the image and have seen so many other things in the photograph. Some see a serpent, others a skull. It's totally weird than that. The idea, the eyes playing tricks, and I certainly don't think there's anything sinister. Well, it's just a good laugh, but I confirm it's totally not photoshopped. So that's a face in the... 
Kieran gone stream, streaming. Here's another one for you. Oh, someone just I've seen a headline. Tom, Tory Toft out of the cabinet. Yeah, I'd, I talked about that earlier on. Uh, Tory Toft, uh, Rhys Mogg's gone from the cabinet. He's resigned. Right, woman stunned. Oh God, these adverts, these pop up adverts, aren't they just a pain? Um, woman stunned after spotting alien in the backseat of a car on Google Earth. Crystal Patterson, nice name, shared a picture of the alleged extraterrestrial she spotted when trying to scope out the location of a garage sale. A woman was left gobsmacked after spotting this alien in the backseat of a car on an online picture. Crystal Patterson shared an image of the otherworldly sighting, which others convinced that the strange figure is a real-life extraterrestrial. The 45-year-old was using Google Earth to scout out this location of the garage sale in the USA when she noticed something strange in a passing silver car. After zooming in to take a closer look, she was left stunned to find an alien face staring out of the vehicle's back window. Crystal said, Can someone please tell me... <clears throat> Can some... I'm doing it. Can someone please tell me what I'm looking at in the back seat? The only reason I found this is because I was scoping out the location of a garage sale, which was located at the property in the background. The driver looked naked. What? Hang on, does the driver look naked? Well, that's better. I'd have gone with a naked driver. Uh, the driver looked naked. Um, uh, so I zoomed in. I'm nosy, and I thought the distortion of the figure in the back, my first thought was, it's an alien. Uh, but Crystal was not the only one who had her suspicions about the face spotted in the town of Mapleton in uh, Maine, USA. Colette Berlin said, Oh my goodness, how on earth did you spot that? So uh, be very, very careful, kids, when you're looking at uh, photographs and you might see some aliens. But if you see any pictures of naked people driving vehicles, send them to Ronnie at ronniebarber.co.uk. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, do it that way, email way. Uh, any themes, whatever, any complaints, I'd send them, I'll just ignore them. Uh, I won't be back until Thursday. Have a good day and everything. Uh, what was I going to say as well? And it's uh, Neil Barber's birthday tomorrow. Uh, my, my son's birthday tomorrow. All uh, right, what have we got then? Oh, yeah, this is from The Breakfast Club. Great song, Scottish band, of course.
Dancing. Yeah. 